I feel like you can't call it an NRL magic round without magicians. How would that translate in the hard-hitting world of rugby league? I think they'd be good with the sleight of hand, the yep. deft passes. Maybe um, the dummy? Yep, but when it comes to putting their body on the line, I think they'd probably get really seriously injured. We need to do something about the amount of time it takes a Sinbin player to exit the field. What about any player getting Sinbin for the Titans? We say, if you get off in the next 10 seconds... We'll sign you up to another team. Hello listeners and welcome to the latest episode of The Voluntary Tackle, the only NRL podcast campaigning to have the Gold Coast Titans relocated to the remote outback town of Coobapedi so that fewer spectators are exposed to Bryce Cartwright's diseased family. Now if you have any spare time before we start the show, and obviously between watching footy and masturbating, can you please rate the podcast on iTunes or if you like drop us a line at thevoluntarytackle at gmail.com. But first, I am joined, as per usual, by the only man who claims to have had his way with the left leg of the Egyptian mummy Tutankhamun. That necrophilic Egyptophile I referred to is, of course, Chip Jones. People really think I'm pulling their leg when, when I tell them that. Why just the left leg? Did you feel like there might have been an opportunity to have a threesome with it, the right? Yeah, no, I mean, the, the left one looked slightly moist. The, the right one was pretty dry. Looked more appealing, did yeah, it? Yeah, it just looked like it might might have a little bit more moisture in there, mm. a little bit more give. Fair enough. And you need that, don't you? A little yeah. bit more oh. cushion for the pushing. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I could, you know, expect him to push back or anything. He's been dead no. for so long. But He's going to be pretty um, starfished. Now, uh, the first thing we need to talk about, chemo. I mean, chemo is playing amazing football oh, at the I, moment. I understand he's, uh, he's on a new treatment. Is that and, right? And um, there, there, there's some steroid in there um it just not just the shine off his head mm. but the post contact uh you <laughs> know kind of yardage that he's pulling off there and some of those tries i mean he's looking mean he actually looks angry yeah, i think we might be seeing blake ferguson uh at the first time in his career where he's legitimately got no injuries because you know he's always carrying some injury mm. Apart um, from the cancer, of course. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, that's internal. Um, and that yeah. will always be with him because it is terminal. Um, but in terms of external injuries, um, you know, half the time he's got a you know, pulled groin or a broken leg. shoulder yeah. or a criminal conviction. And it's always hampered his play. Yeah. But I think at the moment he's feeling very footloose and fancy free. I think when you move out west, mm. um, you just think, well, fuck it. Just do what I want. Just do what I want, really. Did you see that cartwheel he did in the Indigenous game? I did. The one he, he almost landed on his neck and killed himself. Yeah, and, and then stood up like, ah, you all thought it was going to die. And everyone thought, well, yeah. And he went, but I didn't. And you thought, well, that's quite a payoff. And if you, you actually, uh, you're right. And if you actually freeze the frame and do a slow-mo of that, you can actually see on Ferguson's face, mm. he thought he was going to die too. Oh, definitely. He definitely had a moment where he went, well, fuck this. I think he looked up mid-spin and went, well, the ground's not supposed to be there. He's that guy that <clears throat> he'll just launch himself at something. You just There's no good reason, no rhyme to it. You might be in a queue at Macca's yep. and, and he's just, you know... I'm going to get to the front I'm, first. I'm going to land on you and just comes fl fucking from so nowhere. Do you, do you think he does those cockeyed flips in regular life, do you? Well, I think he's practised. Well, look at it this way. If he'd never practised that flip... And just tried to pull it out of the end air, uh, pull it out of the air in the indigenous game. I think he may well have snapped his face off. Which is weird, though. If it was an Olympic sport, um, I don't think he would have got many points mm. because you know it's all about style and grace. Definitely, he's not graceful. Nothing graceful Nothing. about him. He's he's kind of he's kind of all bones and bald. 
Fergo. He's like a bald head. And there's just like skinny bits underneath it. He's just a really strong skull. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that's got shit growing out of it. Somehow the the sinewiness of the body is strong when it should be weak. Yeah, he's almost like a... That's right, he's like a long stream of sinew. (laughs) It's just very difficult to tackle. It does the 110 (laughs) when it's uninjured. Yeah. Uh, Look, the other big talking points out of the round chip... uh, Luke Keary. Now, obviously, we know he was Clive Churchill medalist in the mm. grand final last year, and he really stepped up in Cooper Cronk's absence. Yep. The last game against Manly, no Cooper Cronk again. This time, no Jake Friend. Yep. Uh, and it really was a Luke Keary magic show. He had it on a string, and even at one point, he was kicking so well that mm. he managed to make Daniel Tupo look good. He did. He he uh, slotted that kind of curved kick right into Tupo's hands. Mm. And uh, see, Daniel Tupo is always at his best when he doesn't have to do much. Hundred percent. If he doesn't have to really do much, he just looks good. He carves. You know, I thought also in that game, um, good showing from Luttrell uh, Mitchell there in a different position. Do you think he's a, a six? Bit of five eight. He will become one. You really I, think I, that? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I, I I would actually see him playing six for the Blues one one year. Um, because he's he's got that natural talent and he can break the line. I mean, look, I, I kind of agree with you, Chip. I know that he he's obviously a blockbusting player and mm. he's an attacking force to be reckoned with. But I guess that the kind of the the lighter touches of the game, um, you know, your, your, as you said, your passing game. And I mean, look, he can kick a ball. I mean, mm. he can kick at ninety on the fly. Yeah. Uh, but as for the short kicking game, he was passing some oranges out there. Mm-hmm. On to the uh, the Tigers game and the Warriors. Mm. Um, have you heard of Robbie Farah? I have, mate. You, you've heard of him? Yes. Um, what the fuck? He's really turned back the, the hands of time, The guy he? threw three... I think he... I, I believe he threw um, three passes for tries and mm. scored on himself. And we're talking like three-man cut-out ball assists yep. um, from dummy half. Which is not easy when you're it's 53. Not I mean, easy he's to get really... down and pick the ball up. I know. For I mean, someone like Robbie, so... And we all know he's under sort of some pretty considerable osteoporosis support. I know he's on heavy meds for that. Yep. Uh, I think he's got Crohn's disease. Yep. He's greying. Yep. Uh, all of that stuff culminates uh, against you when you're playing professional rugby league. Definitely. Uh, and yet he's managed to overcome that I and play well. The other players tend to take that as a red flag. I think so, yeah. Once once you get a bit grey, hmm. uh, Quentin Pongia. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, or once you get a little bit fragile. We've already had the test case of people who were fragile. Um, and it turns out players like Todd Byrne, for example, uh, shatter like glass when they play rugby league. Like They basically are like a, a really expensive vase. They tend to pop. But do you ever get those uh, neon, those old neon uh, light globes? When oh, they yeah, break, the they pop. Yeah, the tubes. Yeah, yeah. they shatter, but but it's a pop. Mm. I think that is so Todd Byrne. If I, if yeah, I didn't know Todd what you popped. were talking about, yeah. I would yeah. have said, mm, "Are Byrne. you describing Todd Byrne?" Yeah, that's right. Um, in fact, I've always thought Todd Byrne was a bit like those crash test dummies. Do you remember the ones that would, their heads and uh, arms and legs would pop off when they're in a high speed crash? Yeah. But he'd do that in a conventional tackle. In a conventional crash. Oh no, just in a normal tackle. Just a normal yes, tackle. He'd yeah, do yeah, that yeah. sometimes if you just touched him. Yep. Because uh, he was that fragile. How do you think your Todd Byrne goes in the game with someone like James Graham? Ooh, um, I get the feeling that the size difference is so considerable there mm. that if James Graham was playing against Todd Byrne, and I don't think their careers ever overlapped with I don't each think other, so. 
But I don't even think James Graham would know Todd was there. Right. But when you're driving your car in the morning and something goes, look, and you go, oh, I wonder what that was. Mm. Mm. Turns out it's an old man that you clipped yeah. at 120. Yeah. Uh, of course, we shouldn't they have been can't there. prove that. Well, should, yeah, exactly. I mean, shouldn't have been there. Like if you're old, the chances are you've got dementia. So mm. probably just don't go out. I wouldn't. because it's, They're probably walking at those circular zebra crossings because they don't know where they're going. Know, people like that, I tend to just go and say, how was your walk? And they go, did I go for a walk? And you said, yeah, you had a great time. You walked down the road and you got some stuff and mm. you were telling jokes and looking yeah. good. And What's your pin yeah. number? Let's go to the ATM. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, you know, well, well, more or less. Yeah. yeah, Caring for the aged. You're yeah. very good at it. Yeah. Um, look, I've got a little story for you as well, Chip, because recently I was travelling overseas uh, from my other job. Um, I, I, I probably haven't told the listeners this. I'm an international probably gigolo. don't care. Yeah, they don't they care. Don't care. Uh, a sex worker, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, I'm at the airport uh, ready to head overseas to Southeast Asia. And lo and behold, coincidentally, the Bulldogs are there. Ready to go over and play the oh, New they, Zealand Warriors. Were they uh, purchasing some sex work or was this... No, no, they weren't affiliated with me. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. they were just yeah. there, just serendipitously there. Because right. I've heard they're, they're a bit... They're into that. They can be, especially in 04 in, on the Gold Coast. Yeah, right. They loved it then. Yeah. Um, but no, they, they were there just uh, coincidentally. But I did notice one thing, and this is a bit of an inkling. I should have jumped straight on sports bet when mm. I saw this. Uh, but I saw a big clump of the players... Uh, gathering around McDonald's and chowing down on huge amounts of bacon and egg McMuffin. So straight onto sports bet for them to lose. Absolutely. I, I must, is, that, is that where you're going with uh, this? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, they can't possibly win. I know this was a couple of days beforehand, but yeah. I mean, any team that's piling up on the Maccas that much... They've given up. I don't think they're in peak optimum weight. No, they've given up, haven't they, before the game? They're thinking we're just going to take a week off. Yeah, I mean, I think, to be fair, Kieran Foran's thought that for about three years. I'll just take, I'll take this year off. Yeah, I think I'll just take a, take a life off. I did actually feel a bit sorry for uh, the Bulldogs in the last game because they played well for the first 15 minutes against the Eels and they were genuinely trying as mm. opposed to round one where they weren't. And they still got their asses handed them. They, they did get handled, mm. um, you know. Chemo uh, saw to a bit of damage there. Uh, but look, we're going to get stuck into our first topic of the show, Chip. And Well, the NRL and their infinite wisdom have decided that round one was the time to start discussing relocations. Todd Greenberg went, I think it's time to talk about axing about nine clubs from Sydney. Uh, it's caused a lot of uproar, a lot of uh, upheaval. Uh, now, thankfully, Chip, you'll know this already, but the Roosters aren't in danger uh, because I've already made the strategic bribes to the right people. But the first question to the show is this. Which clubs should be relocated and where should we piss them off to? Great question. I mean, th- this could become a weekly segment. I think it could be. In fact, I'm sure it will be by the NRL. I think they might look to cut one club each week, like Idol. Great. Yeah, you could, you could, you could have to win immunity. <laughs> By your uh, position on the ladder, or, or you know how you've played, or something like that. Yeah, like Survivor. Um, I love that. You know, uh, can we can we get rid of the Bulldogs? Uh, well, I think they're going to be relatively safe, uh, just because they're one of those stronger Sydney-based teams. But you just want to piss them off, just because you don't like them. Just just the McDonald's incident, really. <laughs> now I've got another idea for you here, Chip. Yep. Um, I'm wondering if we should get a second team. They talk about the second team in Brisbane. Okay, sure, might have some merit. But what about a second team in Cronulla? Ooh, that's juicy. Mm. I figure you could base one team 
in Northeast. That could yep. be its HQ. Yep. And then the other one could be based in the, you know, the Cronulla Surf Life Saving Club. And then they can just go at it, hammer and tong, roided on roided, because we know they love the peptides. Yep. And we could actually see what it's like for two gargantuan teams who have all been taking the same Rams blood to see who genuinely is the best roided team. I'd really like to see um, some extra things brought into that game. For example, let's line up all the players on their own try line. And shoot them. Well, we could do that at the end. It tends to be a, a finale thing. Cause once Sorry, we I kinda, jumped the gun. Once we do that, uh, it gets a bit quiet. Yeah, the game gets a bit quiet. There's a real lull, yeah. isn't there? Um, but before we do that, maybe what we could do is get them both on the try lines of each each uh, try line and blow a whistle and have all of the peptides on the halfway mark and they just have to run for the drugs. And whoever gets there first and eats the most amount of drugs at the start, <laughs> just have to eat them. Um, you know, is clearly going to be the stronger, the stronger player. Like when you had to do it at school, like when you play uh, dodgeball. Bull, bull rush or yeah, dodgeball. You're going to run to get the ball. That's right. But That's now right. it's, you know, peptides or peptides. crystal meth, you know. And we're struggling to find a vein and it'd make great TV. Yeah, there'd be that real awkward moment at the beginning where they're trying to inject Yep. And you get yep. the, the guys, a bit like on the tumble turns, you know, the American swim team is always so good because they could always get those tumble turns. It was mm. the technical execution. So yep. the person that could get the syringe, find the vein, find the vein, inject draw quickly. that bit of blood, make sure it's a vein, inject. Yep. Um, That's an incredible advantage in that particular type of game. You know, I think your um, your fitness trainer then really takes on a great a great importance in the game of rugby league just to oversee talk you through no keep going pinch the arm find the vein yeah keep going no pull back not there do it yeah, here you know yeah. just advising you i guess that'd just be shane flanagan because he's obviously been doing that for a few years bring him back just for those local derbies you know i think they should have been onto that guy with the way he um inhaled in his nose he used to hate the way he breathed didn't you he always had this breath someone did not like ask me a question g'day mate are you jesus christ Oh, look, uh, you know, in the game of rugby, it's a game of two halves. And uh, Last last question, Shane. Um, why the fuck did you email yourself when you were trying to cheat? Oh. Mate, look, um, I'm, I'm not really up on it. Now, look, the three teams in the firing line here for relocation ship are Manly, the Sharks, and I think this is a bit strange, also the West Tigers. Okay. Now, if you're a Tigers fan, I have to say this. How fucking annoyed would you be, not only in 1999 when you were forced to merge, two yep. proud clubs, yep. they went, okay, we'll make a sacrifice, even though we were loyal and we stayed with the ARL, we didn't take the money, all right, we got fucked over. Now, all these, these years later, not that long later, they've got quite a big membership base and the NRL's turned around and said, might make you go to Perth. Yeah, it's tough. You'd be a little bit angry. It's tough. Also, you know, the clubhouse is not in great great shape at the moment uh, for the Tigers. They've had better clubhouses. In, uh, I believe it's derelict at the moment, so, yep. which is a shame. I think Ben Elias is still squatting in it. He's in there somewhere. We yeah. may have done a bit about that. The Possibly. search for Benny in the uh, in the clubhouse there. Scuttling around like a rodent. I think he, I think he last last spotted around a um, like one of those uh, metal bins with a fire in it, warming his hands with some other and reprobates he, and he's still got that tape around still his head still got the tape ready for the cauliflower still, ears still going I think partly it's come come off yeah. away a bit here and there but hmm. you know he can still uh, 
you know, you can still pack a scrum. We should have, if you haven't won one in the last five games, if you lose five in a row, you get relocated. I think there should be a new rule. That's all it would take. We just relocate you. You go into the, uh, the lottery and we're going to pull out a state. And then we're going to pull out a, uh, a, town a town or a district. And it could be anywhere. And that's where you're going. I love it. So, for example, uh, you're on a bit of a losing streak. You're the Canberra Raiders. Yep. Uh, which does <laughs> moved, happen. Moved a lot. I love that. <laughs> exactly. So they pull it out and it goes, ooh, I'm in trouble here. It says Tasmania. And then you pull out a town and it says Bernie. Yep. And suddenly you go, fuck, I'm going to have to relocate to Bernie, which I think has a population of 55 people. Yep. Uh, that's going to be tough to come back from, isn't it? Because you can't exactly draw on the home crowd support from there. Yeah, I, I think even if some of them are, you know, um, slightly deformed, it's not really going to inspire you. If really. anything, it's going to scare you, you know, uh, because you're going to go, I want to... Could they, is there a way that they could get out of it? If they, if they got onto a hot streak in Bernie, yep. to stick with that as an example, could they go, you know, if I won seven in a row, I can go back to where I came from? Yep. The opposite of that refugee program. Yep, definitely. Definitely. You can actually... You want to go back to where you yeah. came from. And and not be brutally tortured. And persecuted. Um, look, I, f- I think it could work. I, th- I think we should get it over to... Uh Get it over to the NRL and, and I love it. Uh, get get some whiteboards out. Here's one advantage for the West Tigers: if they end up, you know, pushing them to Perth, it's great for a rebrand purpose because then they could just be the really, really West Tigers. They could be extra, extra Westly, just fucking massively West Tigers on the Manly front. So we've dealt with the Tigers, but Manly, you know, as we do know already, they play out of Lotto Land, yep. uh, which we've discussed before on the program. Wouldn't it be good if we could actually move them to Nauru? Okay, like let's go with a- that. Actually, have a um, a bit of support for the the uh, refugees there that have been how they can support someone. They've, they've got yep. some an NRL team to get behind. Maybe um, you know assimilate into the culture a little bit. You know, would get used play, to paying eight dollars for a shitty meat pie. Nice. Just understand what it is to be Australian. I mean, I, it might help the immigration process along. I think so because I think you'd have people in Nauru going, "I want freedom. I want to live in Australia." And then they watch Manly play and they go. I'll go back to Yemen, please. Yeah, I'm quite happy to go back home. Um, that's a terrible fucking attacking style. Yeah. I can't take this. I've seen better attacking on a, on a three-year-old suicide bomber. Tickets for the new Billy Slater stand are now on sale. Head on down to the gates of Amy Stadium by 10am tomorrow to claim your slice of rugby league history and pay homage to the man referred to by the Storm fans as a club hero and by other clubs as a dirty, cheating shitbag. Neither human being outside of Osama Bin Laden has ever been quite as polarising as the great Billy Slater. The first 50 purchasers will also receive an exclusive Billy the Kid promotion kit, including footy boots with serrated studs for maximum damage, barbed wire mouthguards for scrum protection, and insulated knee pads for those who are still trying to perfect the perfect Billy Slater dive. But get in quick before your tickets get out justly excused from the NRL judiciary for a fairly serious offence. And now it's time for... Bannon Prism of Fountain! Oh, what a harmony. I'll tell you what, uh, we're probably one octave short of the Beatles. We've really been working on that. Sure have. 
Now, uh, this everyone doesn't really need an explanation this segment. I think the listeners are kind of au fait with it, but I will just very quickly run through. I just need to get Chip's take on the five following leaked videos that hypothetically emerged on the internet. Paul Gallen has been caught defecating on the head and lap area of the Abraham Lincoln statue before wiping his ass on the US Capitol building. Would you ban him, praise him, or fine him? I think I think we've got to ban him from America. Just period. Just, just don't let him in. Just I mean I don't know about periods. I mean if he's if he's maybe he's got a few um he's menstruating. What do you call them? Uh, hemorrhoids or something. He's oh, got okay. got some blood in the stool there to yep. wipe an old ape. Um you know, I'm not saying this any better. Which I was going to say, I think that'd make it worse, wouldn't it? If there was blood in the stool? It's probably not great. It's not improving the situation. No, no. Someone's going to come up and go, oh, that shit on the wall. It's okay. There's, there's blood in it. There's also blood. Plus, you don't know if there's been an, like an anal raping that's taking place over Abraham. Yeah. You'd probably need to get some um, ballistics experts in there to find out if it was a consensual arsewipe. Just, just try and look at the poo splatter and see, mm. like, you know, has that been... How did Gal do how, it? How did that get there? No, I think I think we should definitely ban him from um, defecating on on uh, an American president's um, memorial. <laughs> Pretty much. I love, I love it how you say it with such sincerity. You know what? In the end, we shouldn't let him shit on Lincoln's head. That's what I reckon. Uh, the next video is Ben Kennedy. Now he's been caught auditioning for the role of Peter Allen in The Boy from Oz. However, he's heard arguing with the casting director that he wants to play the role as a vehement heterosexual. That'd really ruin the Peter Allen story, wouldn't it? I think you've got to praise him. Okay. You've got to, you've got to praise him for standing up for straight rights. I mean, there's not many people doing that these days. I mean, why should you not be able to play a part of a gay guy and make him straight, you know? like You are sort of airbrushing history, though, aren't you? Well, that's never stopped anyone doing anything like that before has it well i think we should start now mate let's start with the voluntary tackle okay stop airbrushing history and make peter allen a flaming homosexual the way he really was yeah well flamboyant and i bloody loved it yeah i mean if if you love flamboyant homosexuals more power to you i'm not going to take that away from you i I don't really even need to get involved or hear about it um but you know what about what he's you know passionately singing i still call australia home you're telling you the hair doesn't stand up on its end I, I don't That's believe all that's they, standing on its end, by the way. I don't believe they call that hair. Um, I knew where you were going to go. Be spoil, you've walked into it. So, Ben Kennedy, to sum up, would you ban him, praise him, or find him? I'd praise him for that. Okay. Um, now, the third video is Steve Renoff. Now, he's been caught signing his own merch, but not as him. He's been signing it as Alan Langer in the hope of adding value when he sells off his merch on Gumtree. Yeah, you've got to find him for that. Because that's just fraud, isn't it? Pretty much quite fraudulent. Mm. Um, I mean, in a way, you know, Alan Lang was obviously a great player. Probably mm. is a, I guess, a higher net player than him. But yep. Steve Renoff was pretty bloody good too. Steve Renoff or Renouf, as some people used to call him. Um, excellent player. One of the best to wear the headgear. Um, mm. That's what I thought at the could time. Could certainly score a try. Do you think his nickname's racist? He was called the Black Pearl. Did he want to be called that? Because that just seems like it's wrong now. In 2019, that seems wrong. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting point that you bring up. Um, I mean, you wouldn't call Matt Singh the Yellow Wonder. Mm, probably wouldn't want to call him that. No. Probably get upset. No. But the thing is, poor old Matt, he couldn't do anything about it, could he? He'd fall on the ground and you'd score over the top of him. Yeah. That's the, that's the tragedy. So, Steve Renoff. Um, um, look, Steve Renoff, um, the, you know, the Black Pearl. 
I, uh, you know, I mean, it was that was a great ship. They should have given Renoff a cameo in that. Oh, that would have been excellent. How good would that, that be? Would All of a sudden, good. they're in a knife fight. Johnny Depp's yeah. there, and then Renoff just comes through with a steeden. Yeah, palms Ste- steps in, palms off everyone. Yep. Then just takes Kira Knightley out the back and gives her a damn good rogering. Just just gives Knightley a bit of a scene too. It's gone dark. So uh, to sum up, mate, Renoff, would you ban him, praise him, or fine him? Um. This is a tough one, actually, because I'm, uh, I'm. It is fraud. Yeah, I think I think you know, it's it's got to be ban him or fine him. But I think probably fine him. Okay. I think fine him's the right way to go. What would you fine him? Just some Alan Langer merch. Well, I'd start with his headgear. Okay, you have to donate every yes. set of headgear he's ever owned. Yeah, so I want I want headgear back. That goes on eBay. Mm. Give the funds to a charity, Chip Jones's charity of choice, which the happens to be. Tackle. The um, local liquor store and um, go from there. Mate, you've solved a problem there. Uh, the next one is Daniel Mortimer. Now, he's caught selling hot dogs outside of Leichhardt Oval, uh, putting that nice little old bloke out of business who normally sells the, uh, the sausages there. Mm. Uh, in that case, because he's cut the throat of an old local, would yep. you ban him, praise him or fine him? Oh, look, I'm all for, um, you know, keeping uh, domestic uh, things... Um, you know, let's let's just have it work itself out. Keep it in really. house. I, I don't think we need to get involved. And, and to be fair to Daniel, I mean, you have to feel a bit sorry for him because he has no future now. Yeah, um, he's got no future. He's got nothing left. Um, so selling hot dogs. I mean, at least he's been industrious enough to do that. You know, is he washing his hands? No. Okay, well, see there. You could probably find him for that. You've really got no difference between him and the other bloke anyway then. Uh, the last one of the segment is Jamie Ainscoe. Now, he's been caught shaving his pubic hair and gluing it to his face in the name of innovative manscaping. If you can't grow your own beard, um, just don't even bother trying to fake it. Now, that uh, does bring something up, which I, I was going to mention at the top of the show. Now, people can't see you, Chip, obviously, because this is a podcast. But um, now, you've walked in. It's the first time I've seen you in our entire friendship uh, looking a little bit Isis. Like, you've got quite a lengthy, scruffy beard going on. I was very close to calling you Chippy Abu Bakar Bashir when you came in. Look, I do appreciate that, uh, as long as it starts with a chippy. Yeah, fair enough. Because um, you never get any terrorists who start with chippy, do pretty you? Pretty much. I'd be, I'd be unique. Yeah, um, they'd yeah. never see it coming. They'd, no, no. Imagine um, you at the airport. You're you're about to plan uh, an operation, mm. and they've looked at you and they've taken you apart. They're waving that wand over you, over your mm. genitals, going, "Have yep. you, you know, soaked your balls in some kind of explosive like liquid?" You missed a bit, exactly. And they've looked at it and they've gone, "It looks a bit suspicious. He's got the big long beard." Hold on, passport says chippy. Yeah, fuck it, let him on. Yep. Qantas jet seven three seven. Let's go. Yeah, he's got to watch out for those seven three sevens because it might not even be me. No, if it's could, a 737 Max. Could just be a uh, you know, built-in problem in the plane there. I love that bit of software that Boeing had uh, where it's just, <laughs> they've got a switch just in case uh, the plane decides to nosedive. Yep. It goes, oh, well, if that ever happens, just flick this switch, which apparently is not even in the manual. Yep. Why would you have that in there to begin with, the nosedive feature? Because, you know, to me, you want the plane to go up. Yeah, well, at what point is it helpful? To nosedive. When you're Billy Slater on the field in a finals game. Find him. You know, there's really nothing <clears throat> I like more than watching someone take a head knock and try and regain their feet unsuccessfully. There's just something about that. It's, it's primal. Hmm. It's NRL. But it's also, I mean, you'll find that in boxing. You'll find it in rugby. You'll find it in lots of different sports. But... In, in the NRL, when someone takes a proper head bashing, they're mm. concussed and they can't 
achieve balance. I just you must have really loved David Stagg. Just I just love the I, I love the I love rugby league. And it is a big talking point at the moment, Chip. Now James Graham has been pretty heavily criticised for some comments that he's made regarding concussion. Mm. Um, to summarise, and I don't want to take him out of context, but basically he said, uh, look, if you want to play rugby league um, and you don't want to play Oztag, it, concussions happen and players need to make a choice, mm. which actually sounds fairly fair because I think it is a violent game and you're never really going to fully stop it. That's one of the things I love about the game. Yeah, it's a violent, exactly. It's right up there with shoulder charges. Mm. It's right up there with murder. Well, you probably don't see enough murder in the NRL these days. I mean, there's a bit of domestic stuff that goes on, but mm. it tends to fall short of the actual... Yeah, the off-field stuff, that can stop, but keep the bashings on the field. Yeah. I, I like the 70s, the uh, you know the really crime-ridden 70s, where people were just you know assaulted on the field. Sometimes they'd just disappear and never be seen again, like Jimmy Hoffa. They'd go into a ruck and just not be seen. They were gone. Yeah. You'd just see their footy shorts, yep. maybe one boot, and that was it. You'd be wondering, wow, where did they go? And how come all those other players have like slightly larger things in their pockets now? Have they actually? Yeah. How come they're, you know, they're slapping some hundreds in my pocket and saying, you didn't see nothing? You didn't see nothing, Joey. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. But look, in 2019, it is a, obviously everything's about uh, health and uh, player welfare, Chip. So you know, the conversation has, uh, I guess, migrated across to that. So you can't really you know, fight progress in a weird way. Mm. Um, but so on the show, we like to solve issues. And so we're going to pose this question. Is there a better way of reducing the risk of concussion in rugby league outside of what we have at the moment, which is the HIA system? I'd actually like to um, offer a counterpoint to that, which is to sure. say, is there a way we can get more concussions? Can we see more of that? Okay, so you want to see more of that just for your own enjoyment? Or? I just like seeing it. it okay. It's a bit like, So it's you nothing know, to do with player welfare. It's no, about no, 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 you no. just wanting no, to it's, see... It's, I mean, it's an audience game. I just, okay. You know, it's for us. It's a bit like, you know, when you've got nothing to do and, you know, you're... Your brother brings his newborn over, I don't know, three-year-old kid or something, stupid enough to leave him with you for a minute. And you go, let's spin you around really fast and then try and get him to run. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, we've all done that. That's just so much fun. Oh, I used to do that it's with hilarious. my grandma uh, yeah. towards the end. Yeah, excellent. Um, and unfortunately, the fall killed her. Yeah. But I can completely see how that's yeah. a fun thing to it's do. It's also nice when they don't remember who you are to like... Oh, then there's alert, no, no guilty anyone. Party. Yeah. You get away with it. It's fabulous. Kids and the elderly, you can really abuse them. From a player welfare perspective, um, I think you're going to get a lot of critics, Chip, yep. by trying to encourage concussions. Yep. Um, I love it. I'm with you. Yep. I want to see the Biff come back. So how do we sell concussions, basically, is what you're saying? Oh, you're, how, okay, you want to rebrand. How, how, can we, how can we put a positive spin on concussions? Well, I think you'll find people with concussions are, on average, happier. Are they? Have oh, you got well, data for that? I, I think they're more likely to enjoy dancing with the stars. Um, you know, they 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 seem you know much quieter at home. I mean, what's, where's the downside here? I think the downside might be when you know you eventually become a gibbering vegetable, mm. and I guess you know a lot of players are a bit concerned about that. Yep. Um, they don't like the idea of just becoming um, a space cadet, not like Brad Fittler, not yep. in that sense. Just That's a, a different genuinely type of vacuous, no brain activity. Yep. Um, very Muhammad Ali version. Uh, and, you know, that was a sad thing to see. So mm. I'm wondering if we, as much as, for example, we don't particularly like Paul Gallen, mm. would we like to see 65-year-old Paul Gallen gibbering like a vegetable? Well, he not He kind of does that now, actually. Not, not if it's um, not on the field. I mean, if, he, if, if he's not playing the game of rugby league, I'd rather... rather I mean, I'd rather not see him playing rugby league in the first place. But, um, you know, 
Yeah, you strike me as the kind of person that would be unlikely to tune into Paul Gallen's life post-game career. Like a kind of fireside chat with Paul Gallen. Yeah. Probably can... wouldn't stay up for that. Um, Can't imagine you watching the, uh, yeah. the biopic, mm. the Paul Gallen biopic. What would you call the Paul Gallen biopic if you were producing the movie? Um, I'd probably call it Paul. I'd probably just call it Paul. Probably just go with single, single syllable stuff. Really, him. I'm going to slightly veer the conversation back to something a bit more constructive. Even though I completely love your ideas there mm. of more concussions, didn't see it going there, and I liked it. Um, but I'm wondering if we could give the NRL some ideas and how to reduce it, but maybe not reduce it in a way which makes it nerf footy, because we mm. don't want to see that. We want to see the collisions. Yep. Um, and is there a way we can turn rugby league, keep it a hard game, uh, but reduce the amount of brain injury going what on? What about if we give forwards... Now, bear with me. Okay. Um, a choice of either a lump hammer or a um, crowbar, but you're only allowed to use it on the knees. It would completely take concussion out of the game. Because no one would bother hitting you in the head wouldn't anymore. wouldn't have a problem with concussions. I think that's genius. I mean, solved it, solved it yeah. straight away there. Well, I mean, you'd certainly... Uh, you'd have a lot more osteopaths in the game, wouldn't you? Because you'd have a few more knee injuries. Mate, you'd have more, you'd have more limpings than the Chinese mm. phone book. Absolutely. And that might be its own injury. That might be its own problem. Uh, but what you're saying is no more HIA. Pretty much solved the HIA. Out of those two implements, um, I'm just curious. I'd probably go the lump hammer. Okay. Yeah, I like blunt blunt force. Well, you know, just just to the side of the knee with a decent hammer. I mean, that's going to... There's some sounds that you're going to create there that Mm. don't often hear. And then we'll find out if it's a real hard man's game. Because if they manage to, uh, like people like Gallon... Get up and play the ball. Or just keep crawling, even without any kind of leg movement. Yeah. That'd be very good to see. Yeah, it'd be impressive. Um, I really like that. I had this idea, uh, Chip, that maybe uh, we could let, uh, on non-Melbourne Storm games, other players could wear Cameron Smith as a headgear because, as we know, he is a protected species. So you know your brain would be absolutely safe so long as Cameron Smith enveloped it. So a bit like uh, the Olympic torch, if, you, if you're wearing the Cameron, any, any tackle or anything against you is just immediately a penalty. 100%. Yeah, you're, yeah. you have immunity, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you would definitely not get any kind of head knocks because no one tries to tackle him. No. Because uh, they know the moment they do, they're going to be penalised. So what's the difference between wearing your Cameron Smith and wearing your Billy Slater? Uh, probably the stench. Yeah, um, just the I, smell. I think just generally Cameron has better hygiene. That's just okay. been my, yep. my view. Billy's a bit of a country boy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, now, I've got one more suggestion here on the card chip, and I'm not sure if you'll agree with me or not, but what if we can't prevent the concussions? But instead, we can try to heal them quicker. So the moment yeah. someone gets really badly juiced, um, we do a bit of a Pulp Fiction, like Uma Thurman. We just yep. get the adrenaline needle and ram it into their heart. Uh, so they get up and they, they may not be coherent. They may not know where they are, but they're active. Uh, they're not walking around in a daze and they're still able to finish the 80 minutes. I think this is a really good idea. This, this could be at the forefront of mixing technology with rugby league mm. because... One of the disappointing things about receiving a heavy concussion um, is you can't walk straight, you can't get up, you can't think, and it really inhibits your ability to take another hit up. Yeah, you become very Martin Lang. Um, And and that's kind of the body's defense mechanism saying, look, I don't think you're ready yet, you need to take it. And fuck that, I want to see him go again. 
straight yeah. away. Yeah. Even even being wobbly and like, can we, because it, if if you can get someone properly concussed and then get them to take another hit up, the next concussion's just beautiful. Oh, it is. I think it's exponential. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Once you you cop a heavy knock on top of the first knock. Yep. Like you're talking about cumulative. serious stupor. Yeah. You know. You've got cumulative uh, brain swelling. Yeah. Um, At that point, they're going to probably have to take a bit of your skull off to yeah. relieve the swelling. Yeah. I mean, um, that's just great. Could we not get that done on the sideline? Could you get that done live? Yeah. You know how at the moment, like, you can get stitches done live and they get yep. the stapler out yep. and they, yeah, maybe we could yep. do that. We can have a neurosurgeon skull. on the field, like, along with yep. a drink bottle. Bit of a skull drill. Yeah, they do a skull drill and they relieve the pressure yep. and then they can keep running on yep. the fly. And then it would be a down as well. It wouldn't just be a 17-man game. It would be a 17-man plus how good are your surgeons? That's right. You know, that'd be part of it. A bit like, you know, in motor races, mm. how it's not just about the driver and the car, it's how good are the guys in the pits. Oh, yeah. Now, Chip, we haven't done this segment in quite a while because obviously we've been uh, doing this in the off-season a lot, mm. mm-hmm. but it's time for multi-madness. Now, uh, this is our first uh, segment of Multi Madness for the season, and we'll keep this going for every show that we do, which we know is probably not going to be consistently every round, but every show that we do throughout the year. And whoever's made the most money at the end will get to make the other person do a horrible dare. Which is kind of partly why I've chosen to be involved um, in Multi Madness. I'm just wondering, is there a certain betting agency or some kind of place where... You know, we might be able to promote them on the show for some kind of shameless cash advance. So if you're listening, Neds, um, <laughs> please supply us at least a minimum of case of beer every week and we'll mention your name. And then any of our nine listeners might get involved. It's hard to say. Give us a special promo code. We don't even care if it's profanity. It could be balls cunt. And now we've got that shameless promotion out of the way, Chip. Uh, we'll get back into what we think will happen in round three. Mm. And I think we'll start with you. Now, uh, from what I've seen on your little bit of a scribbled page there, yep. it seems to be quite conservative this week. I've gone a little conservative. I won by such a massive margin last year that Is I that thought right? maybe I'll just pull it. But I think I was like 100 to 1 over. Oh, I don't know if that sounds right, quite, mate. Quite big. It might have been 100 cents. I, I definitely, which if you've done the decimal addition, yeah. it's probably probably about a dollar ahead. You love that word, don't you? Decimal. I love it, yeah. It's, I mean, where's the point? I just like to um, throw that word in, even when it's contextually inappropriate. Yep. Like often I'll say, someone will go, oh, you know what time the bus comes? And I'll say, oh, it's better to be decimal. Mm. And then they'll go, what? And I'll go, because mm, you'd be on imperial time mm. and you'd be fucking late. And then where would you be? Well, then they'd walk away confused. Cunt. And they would definitely not get on the bus with me because mm. they thought I was a psycho. Yeah. Funny anyway. That. I wonder if, yeah. I don't know how that works. So what bets so next have you week, got I, Look, I'm going to take, um, I'm just going to pick three teams for the win. Okay, straight out, head um, to head. Just straight up, head to head, full time. Uh, who won? Uh, I'm not going to do any line over 13, minus 13, half time, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just going to go Roosters to win, Bunnies to win, Tigers to win. The Souths are playing the Titans. The Souths are playing the Titans. So we know that that's basically a win. That is that's a body a bunnies, game. That's, yep. uh, the Roosters are in a big. They were, this is a tough match for the Roosters. We're playing mm. the Eels, who have won two from two and been quite impressive. Yep. Um, so that's a dollar thirty-eight. So the Tigers, uh, I believe, are playing the Bulldogs. I, I wasn't very impressed with the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs actually made Para look good or a bit better than they were. Certainly, Ferguson um, was at his shining best. 
Um, yeah, so I'm going to take the Tigers um, to beat the Dogs, uh, the Bunnies to beat the Titans and the Roosters to account for the Eels. So what's that paying all up, mate? A dollar one? Two dollars forty. Two dollars forty. Okay. So uh, we're only betting a dollar on each one. That's how we're going to keep our cumulative tally. So if you're successful, you'll get off the mark of two dollars forty. Now I've been a little bit more adventurous than you, mate, but that's just in my soul. Mm. Um, it's like the time I uh, a bit like leprosy. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Some things have run in my family. Leprosy yep. is certainly one of them. Uh, Ment- so mental illness. Smallpox. Yep. Um, gout mm. is another one. Deafness. Yep. Um, being a dickhead. Oh, we can, let's not go into yeah, my family history now. Yeah. I don't know if your dad's that much of a dickhead. No, no, no it skips a generation. It, it skips. Yeah, my like, granddad was just like me. Like baldness. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I've managed to maintain the hair for the moment. For, for now. Yeah. Um, but look, uh, I've, I have gone out on the limb. So for me, I've gone the Broncos uh, to win by 13 plus Ooh. against the Dragons. Uh, I thought the Dragons... Look, I thought they played okay last week, but they looked a bit sideways. I'm not convinced their forward pack's going forward, and, and I've got to say, in the middle, the Broncos uh, look probably the most devastating in the competition. They're at home and paying $1.36, so I think they can get away with a big win. Mm. Um, second leg, I've gone with Storm 1-12 to to win down there. They're playing the Penrith Panthers, who you'd have to say their form's been a bit spotty. Yes, you probably would have to say that. Yeah, that's right. Their form off the field, especially on an iPhone... Quite good. Quite good on, on the iPhone. Yeah, yep. quite good. But um, when it comes to actually playing rugby league, they have struggled a little struggled bit. Struggled a bit on that, yeah. James Maloney was sensational last game. If it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have got over the line, good I don't think. Good player, isn't he? Yeah, very good. He knows how to win. He also knows how to earn. Fuck, he follows the cash. That's for sure. Yeah. Third league, uh, Souths. I've gone the Souths to murder the Titans. I've gone 13 plus. I did consider 19 plus. Physical murder. Oh, you've, you almost went torture. Almost went, almost went the full kick caboodle. So dollar ninety-one Souths 13 plus. And the final league is just the Tigers straight out to beat the Bulldogs, um, who have been very ordinary. So drum roll, please. That pays $19. So I'm really looking wow. to open up the account in a serious way. That's interesting. Um, um, I'll probably put a G on that. You've only got to get one of them go wrong to fuck you over, though, obviously, because yep. it's cumulative. So you could be well out in front. I could be chasing. Or um, if history's anything to go by, I'll be uh, unassailable. Mate, I will say this. You were very good last year. Uh, for any of the listeners that uh, weren't aware of this, Chip had an uncanny knack last year of picking, um, I guess, betting options that weren't even on the table. I picked a few do but. Uh, Debut players to score tries and things and yeah, like mm. you had that guy the the halfback Sullivan Sullivan O'Sullivan mm. for the Roosters. He wasn't even named to play. Yeah, and you got him first try scorer. And he, he scored. I mean, he must have been fourteen million to one. You yeah. can't compete with that. Well, you know, I haven't worked since. We thought we'd just uh, read out a few voluntary polls that we've had uh, put out to the people, mm-hmm. um, just to give everyone a flavour of where they think all the teams are. Now we asked our uh, listenership. Which team has surprised you the most by playing well in the first two rounds? Uh, the options were the Tigers, the Eels, or third option, no surprises. And it was very close, Chippy. Uh, 40% said the Eels and 38% went with the Tigers. I think they've caught the Dragons' disease, though. They've come raging out of the blocks, and uh, I just don't think those old bodies are going to pull it all the way through the year. Um, although, you know, sometimes it's nice to see a heyday. Every uh, now and again, around, even yeah. if it's for just two rounds. Even if it's just for a minute. Even what I've found is they even look less physically wrinkly as they used to. Less wrinkled. So I think they're also hitting the um, the moisturiser. 
you know. Yeah, well, that I mean, it's underrated as a rugby league uh, addition. Mm. The, the moisturizer. There's less to hang on to if you haven't got those rolls definitely, of wrinkles. Definitely. You know, sometimes Ruby Farrell would just be tackled by his crow's eyes. Well, I mean, his his face was like sandpaper. You just run into him and knock him over. He wouldn't get past you. But now he's he's velvety. Yeah, <laughs> he's silky. He's got a sheen. Um, now, the other thing we asked in terms of a poll to our listeners was who we thought was the strongest contender for the wooden spoon chip. And do you mm. know the three we put forward? Uh, the Titans would be in there. They are in there, correct. And probably uh, high in the ranking, I would think. Put uh, Manly in there because they are struggling and the Bulldogs are definitely struggling okay, as yeah, well. Fair enough. And overwhelmingly, out of the 115 votes, 73% went with like the, the Bulldogs. Bulldogs yeah. yeah, the Blue they and Whites, they're on like the nose it. at the moment, mate. So... Um, I think a lot of the time they field a lot more votes though because people give a shit about them. Yeah. No one really cares about the Titans. Like it's, even the Titans players yeah, sometimes they, go. They kind mm, of forget where they're playing. I'm not that invested. Yeah. So I, I think that's why they. Am I really a football player? Yeah. You know, am I? Am my kids really safe from smallpox? You know. You know, it's a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, but they only got 17 percent of the vote, and Manly only with 10 percent. Wow. And I think that's because I think by the end of the year they'll just be relocated to Brisbane. So at this point, uh, Eamon, uh, I've been going through some of our social medias, um, some of the different platforms. You boffin. You love your I'm, digital I'm fucking memes, don't you? Down with the lingo. Uh, and we, we received a, a really lovely message from Sandy, uh, who, who spent a, a Sunday binge listening uh, to the voluntary tackle. God and, help uh, her. You know, having a good time. Um, Apparently she's she's not um, mentally disabled. This was by choice. She chose to listen to us um, repeated episodes one after the other, and we 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 just like to say thank you for your effort. I mean that's a fantastic that's not effort. Easy isn't it? to do that. In fact, uh, we actually have always thought of potentially putting a disclaimer forward saying, please don't op- like listen to this show while, while operating, operating heavy, heavy machinery, machinery. Mm. or consecutively because it could uh, lead to some kind of brain aneurysm. Yeah, concussion. Exactly. You know, we're an anti-concussion podcast when it comes to uh, podcasting. Yeah. Game of Rugby League, bring it on. Um, You've got to have a two-week break after listening to three per, of these shows in a row. Is that why we're never on time? We're never th- weekly? Is, think, that, is that like doctor's orders kind of thing? I think that's what I'm going to say from now on. Yeah, I think you should go with that. <laughs> but no, a big shout out to Sandy. You say like a legend and please stay in touch with the show. Um, we probably should mention this as well, just in case, and this is a very fringe outside case, mm. there are any sponsors that might want to get involved with the show yep. and think they want to preach their brand yep. to our almost double digits yep. audience. Uh, please get in contact at thevoluntarytackle at gmail.com because basically all offers are welcome, aren't they, Chip? I don't know if you can say two listeners is double digits. It's more really one digit. Is that how it works? But I thought it was the zero and then the two. Yeah. And that makes it two. All right. You and me listening back to it as also is probably not really a strong two, is it? Well, mate, I don't think we're selling it well to the the sponsors here. Okay, sorry. Can can we... Let's just... Put on a brave face. Let's just imagine they ignored that and move on. Okay, yeah, exactly. Because we'll never edit it because we can't be bothered. Cost money. Um, So, yeah, it doesn't matter how disreputable you are as a brand, you could be selling poisonous coal to the Andes. We'll give you a go. We'll give it... We'll say it. For sixty seconds, and yep. we'll promote it. We'll give you a plug. If you if you live in the Andes, well, let's let's do a let's do a, a dry run. Do a mock now. one now. Yeah, okay. So, 
Hi, Frank. I really love living in the Andes. It's been a long walk to come and see you in your village. How's things going with the death? I'm glad you've asked me, Chip, because most of my family have perished in that last landslide. But thankfully, there's now a coal mine there. Oh, that's just lovely. And, and hopefully we'll get taken out in the next one and join them. I hope so. But I love the fact that Adani is taking the world by storm. Aren't they great? Please buy Adani. This ad was voiced by Chip Jones, who has a particularly very long period at the moment. He seems to be a member of ISIS. This advert was voiced by Chip Jones, who's going to try and talk really quickly and get as much into a small amount of time as he possibly can. Thank you. Well, look, we've come to the end of the show, Chip. Uh, again, don't think there's any lessons to be learned, but I'm, I'm glad you came over. You, you're on the JDs today. I always love to come. Yeah, thanks. That's odd. Um, but I notice you're not on the beards, you're on the JDs. Is there a reason for that? Does that go with your scruffy beard look? Look, I've gone the old number seven. Um... Sometimes it's good to mix it up. As you know, occasionally I'll be on the whiskey. Yep. Uh, sometimes I'll be on the Asahis. Yep. Um, I notice sometimes you'll put a few shots of whiskey into in the, the Asahi. Yeah, that's depth. Which I think's not good. Depth charging. Um, yeah, no, look, things, things. you know, I've, I've got a few um, extra tins, extra cans lying around. Um, I, I won't be displeased to get rid of a certain Foster's beer can that's been lying around with my name on it. Big shout out to Big T. Coming your way, mate. I know we're sluggish, but it'll get there. Love your work there, Big T. And just remember when he says we're sluggish, you, you know what I'm talking about, mate. We've discussed this. I have held up the ship. I need to give you my... My rancid sock before you go. Um, but look, we want to finish the show again on some sage wisdom from Chip Jones. Take it away. It's at this time in the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you'll be reclining in your lazy boys next to the, the popping fire, kindling in the uh, fireplace with the mantle and the kids sleeping, hopefully soundly. Um, it's never too late to check for sudden infant death syndrome. But wouldn't it be dead? They'd be too late after they're dead. Yeah, but just check for it anyway. When they're blue, how's that going to help you? Well, you know that they're... Because it's sudden, mate. That's the issue. They've all passed on. See you next week. Mate, it is the time, the hidden Easter egg of the show uh, for a bit of a mascot war. Now, we've, we've got a bit of a dis- different system this week. You've written down your team on a separate piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I've got my own piece of paper. So I'm really hoping it's not a mirror match because well, that'll suck. That, that'd be a problem. But I that'll think, be, we'll have to roll with it. I think what we should do is do a countdown from five. All right. And when we get to one, we just both say the name of our... The whole, the whole name of the team? I think, no, we should just go just with the, the mascot. Just the mascot. Okay. Five, four, three, two, Cowboys. Oh, you fucked me. South Queensland crushes. Okay, that's good. All right, so it's an all Queenslander versus a cowboy. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start off just because uh, to acknowledge my own ignorance. What the fuck's a crusher? I would have thought it was one of those things that the mafia use. So they they take the the stolen car with the dead body in it to Mm. the auto wreckers and he puts it in a crusher. Oh, okay. So it was like the, the South Queensland back of a garbage truck. So yeah, that's yeah, why they yeah. went with crushers, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be a shit yeah. name. Yeah. All right, so essentially it's a cowboy up against the back of a garbage truck. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, well, that's a fucking odd clash, isn't kind it? kind of is, isn't it, really? I mean, is the truck backing up? Or are you in a one-way street? Um, mm. You'd hope it's in a, a non-confined space, because, you know, gear shifting in those big trucks is difficult. It would struggle to get around. Yeah, uh, definitely. Whereas I think... Have the, you got a double clutch, those, as well? Are they, like... 
I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. I've never driven one. Uh, I did attempt to steal one once, yep. but that's an aside. So I'd imagine the, the Cowboy's probably got more flexibility. It could run around the truck. Definitely. Um, so all that the Crusher really has is to try to back up and probably reverse over it and kill him. Yeah. Uh, which he could do. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is ca- also tough to come back from as a Cowboy. True. Yeah, if very you, true. you've actually been crushed to death, tends to be the end of the game. Another point of clarity, uh, is the Cowboy on or off his horse? No, I think he's uh, on his on his feet. He's on his on feet. His, on his boots. So he has yeah. a lasso, some spurs. Yeah, lasso, maybe a sidearm. Okay, so he basically he looks a bit like Bob Catter. It's Bob Catter. Let's, let's go Bob Catter versus a garbage truck. I love it. Well, yeah. I think the garbage truck wins that. Okay. Because uh, I think he'd back him over and he'd be horribly injured. Yeah, and Bob Catter probably doesn't move as quick as, as he used to. He's old. I might might surprise you. Yeah. He, I could, guess he could step the step the garbage. Being bigoted does keep you sprightly.